It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, your host every single day here on the show. And joining us every single Tuesday is message board legend Charlie Five. How are you, sir? What's up, Zach? You know, every time I hear that intro, it's hard for me to even think this is real life <laughs> <laughs> and how, how that came about. It's just blows my mind every time I hear it. I, I can't doing, believe man? all of that happened. It happened so fast. And then like, as soon as he came, Brad Lorando left. <laughs> oh yeah. Came in like a, like a thief in the night. In my head, we were going <laughs> to become best friends and we've messaged like once since the twice since the show. I'm like, dang it. Brad's kind of a tease. I'm just gonna throw that out there. He, he kind of, he kind of baited us in. And to be fair, he gave us what we wanted. Like he gave us everything true. and more of what we asked for. So he did. He did. That's you can't right. hate on him for that. He, no, <laughs> to do an in, to do the intro and totally <laughs> buy in to the chicken farm thing was just. He's a legend. Absolutely, it's absurd. All right. That's so, awesome. so a day was this past Saturday. Obviously. Um, oh yeah. Are you the kind of person that overreacts to a day? underreacts to A-Day or is super patient and wait and see? I can't imagine it's the last one, just knowing you as a person. It's hard to describe how I am. I think I'm, I'm, I sit back and get mad at you for overreacting. I think that's how, I think that's how I do. I don't react until other people react. And then I react back to that. Okay. So are are you saying you as a general sense, or are you calling me out for overreacting? No, you in general. Got it. No, I'm not. I'm, have no opinion on your opinion. Okay. Um, <laughs> got any takeaways from Saturday? Um, it was it was fun to you know see f- tackle football uh, live in the stadium again. Do you have any real um, takeaways from Saturday's scrimmage? Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so uh, it, it was I fun liked... to get back in the stadium. It was fun to see football again, but I can't wait for the real thing in the fall. All right, we got it. We checked all those off. Let's jump into it. <laughs> All right, so the the, diff, the different formations on offense was exactly what I was hoping to see. Love it, absolutely. Uh, I love I love this the the I don't know if it was a troll or if it was just a kind of like a hat tip to the fans that the first play from scrimmage for Bo was not only under center, not only play action, but then he throws to a tight end over the middle. That was awesome. Um, you know that was planned, hundred percent. You know that was planned. Um, there was the defense showed. Uh, I like to see the different formations and the different, you know, you know, schemes and whatnot they did on defense. I mean, it was just nothing too crazy, nothing too, you know, nothing too boring, and just enough to kind of keep you keep you watching. So it was it was good to see. Yeah, yeah. I said this on the show yesterday. I don't know if you already hear it, but I thought the biggest takeaway on the offense was the whole personnel usage of the left tackle. With Troxel and Zaire being rotated in and out there, yeah, it was kind of a weird deal um, when asked about Alec Jackson because I guess he was kind of you know we all kind of presumed 
based off of the little bit of practice windows that everybody got to see that he would, you know, be the starting. And then yeah. it was kind of, yeah, he's working through some things. Um, let's don't make a big deal out of it. It's like, okay, well, that's strange. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. And then he was like, you know, he went through the, the list of all the guys that missed time. And it's like, they're all missing for different reasons. And I was like, what? What does that mean? What does that mean? And then they're like, but they're all on the team. Yeah, it's like okay. We need to clarify that. Well, we that, clarify that that, that does answer, you know, I, or kind of get rid of one of the options, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, all right. Um, yeah, that was weird. Harson talking Very. about that was 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 odd. I agree with you. And because, he's normally been pretty straightforward about things, but that was one where he sort of, you know, kind of almost seemed aggravated at at one at one point, you know when he just told everybody, you know, don't make a big deal out of this, you know, kind of thing. So it kind of makes me think if it's COVID related that, or maybe discipline, that's the only other thing I could think of. Um, yeah, not in, some of them were not injury. Uh, they're not off the team. He doesn't really want to talk about it. You know, it seems like COVID would be fairly easy to, I mean, to talk about there, you, you would not really have any issue talking about because it it's, you know, everybody's talking about it. So, but I don't think they've never, they've never like come out and said, and I say they mean Auburn, they've never come out and said like so and so has COVID. That's true. Too. Like they, they've just never done it. So I kind of wonder if that has something to do with it. It's interesting though, because all the guys that missed time are like in different position rooms. So, like, that'd be, yeah, that'd be an anomaly yeah. based on, you know, trends. Right, and in in the past, in the season, and uh, and like I think it was either fall camp, you would have whole like position groups get sick. Like it would be, yeah. Like I think in the I think in fall camp, there's a lot of the starters on defensive line. You know, the whole defensive line room, you know, got it was in quarantine and whatnot. So yeah, these are like you have TD Moultrie, Alec Jackson. um, There were some others. It was just just random dudes that you hadn't heard about having injuries and then just all of a sudden they're not there. So, so that was kind of, that was kind of a big story. What did you think about the receivers? I thought, I thought Canyon looked like the real deal. Um, I was disappointed with the natural wide receiver, Kobe Hudson. He let us down and I was impressed with Javarius Johnson. I wish I would have seen more of Malcolm Johnson jr. Um, I was actually, Super impressed with Canyon. He he looks as big, if not bigger, than he did in the bowl game. Yeah, um, he's going to be clearly they featured him quite often. Um, he's going to be a he's going to get a lot of a uh, lot of playing time. He's going to make some plays this year. I can I, you can you can kind of already tell. You can kind of already see the chemistry that he and Bo have. I am in love with six John Javarius Johnson. He is he can move, so smooth. man. He, he can is move. so smooth. When he run he he when he did the jet sweep early in the game and he just he only got, you know, five or six yards, but the way he just kind of quick twitch, just wiggles and it's and he's still running full speed. And I think he caught a he caught a slant over the middle and like immediately got hit. He's a he 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 just seems tough. He he's smooth, he runs good routes. He's he's gonna be fun to watch. I was really disappointed. I was actually, I was I was disappointed in in Kobe, but I was more disappointed in Malcolm Johnson Jr. Um, 
he did okay let's just get this out there okay he didn't make the cat he didn't make the catch against what the the d dave the demetrius davis he dropped it okay i'm just gonna go in let's just go ahead and get that out there that's not right. a completion not okay. a completion All good right. throw not a completion then he he also had a play that I, he had two or three plays on the on the sidelines where i thought he might could have you know made a play on the ball and, and didn't and I think Harson kind of maybe alluded to at least one of them in his press conference, but I kind of expected a little bit more from him. He kind of looked almost um, he, he he looked smaller than I than I thought he would be, and he looked, you know, especially with the ball down the field, he did not look like he possessed a, a lot of ball skills that that we kind of were hoping for. So, you know, it's a spring game. I don't want to. Like I said, I'm not overreacting, but I was expecting a little bit more from him. Kobe, the first play, one of the first couple of plays of the game when he caught that screen, and he looked so good after after the catch. He caught the ball, made a couple of moves. I think he got a first down, and I was like, oh boy, you know, he had the orange sleeve on, mm-hmm. had had so much swag swag going, and then I don't know if he had you know one or two more drops and ran some wrong routes and kind of left Bo out to, you know, kind of left Bo out to, to dry and uh, you know, a little disappointing, but he'll get, he'll get it back together. They preach consistency with him. So, you know, maybe the drops thing is something he's having to work on, but man, he's, he's, well, I know he we make the good. joke about the natural wide receiver thing, but I mean, how many times have we seen this where a guy is used to playing high school level quarterback and then he does make the move two wide receiver. It's like the hands are the last thing to, to happen at Auburn. Anyway, I think you see a different, different types of development in other places, but that's what we've seen at Auburn. So hands with a quarterback, like you said, that's a repetition thing. And like, it's just something that he's going to, you know, hopefully more reps and more reps and more reps. He'll get, he'll get better and better and better. I think Um, so. I think so. All right. But he uh, looks the part, man. uh, I, I, I agree. I agree, and I'm glad you pointed out the orange arm sleeve because that's important. That is important. It looked sick. It, it looked like my creative player on NCAA. <laughs> yeah. That's who I would have created. It would have been it would have been Kobe. Charlie Five joining us right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com has everything you need for all of your uh, your car parts for your car truck or SUV. Uh, chain stores that can only carry so much. So a lot of the times you're going to go ask for a specific part and they're going to have to order it anyway. So why don't you just order it? And then it just comes directly to your door. There's no middleman. And rockauto.com has the best prices around. And uh, yeah, they're always reliably low. It's super easy to use their website. Highly recommended. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked On Auburn. And their How Did You Hear About Us box to know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
Charlie Five continuing on. Let's talk about Bo Nix. What did you think of Bo Nix? He looked... I wish I had that quote. I wish I had the tweet in front of me. I would read it. <laughs> what is it? I thought he, this is his year. He could be a dark horse in the Heisman. He looks much more relaxed, like he's having fun. He's having you know, fun. That's, that's my favorite part. Yeah. He's having fun. Yeah. What is the origin of that? How did that get started? I, I could never find the origin. Nathan that. King and um, was it Tom Green? I think they were tweeting at each other back and forth. And then it just caught fire, and then everybody everybody took off after that. That was pretty. It's hilarious. Pretty funny. Like I've never seen the Auburn fan base come together so quickly on a joke. Like that was hilarious. Quickly and in unison, and they just ran with it. it. Was it was funny? So good job to Auburn Twitter for that. Did you um, see the like, meme in the uh, Locked On Auburn Discord? I know you've been more active. Yes, in that yeah, the the helmet <laughs> when he broke down. Um, or is that the one you're talking about? Whenever they like had a picture of Bo and they broke down his body, I got to find it. That was the, the I'm scrolling through thing. it too. Of like, that's the funniest <laughs> thing anybody shared in here. That was a great. That was good. Whoever shared that, basically, it was like it broke down the whole tweet, and it it was a picture of him, and it started talking about it would like have something pointed to his head, and it would say a portion of it, then his body, and a portion of the tweet, <laughs> and then his legs. It was great. So good job. Good job, whoever whoever came up with it. I can't find it. I but, can't uh, find it either. Did no, the funny, the funny thing the funny thing about the 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 tweet and the quote is, you know, I kind of agree with a lot of it. Um, he, you <laughs> do know, you really? You're buying in? Yeah. Well, no, 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 not the dark horse for Heisman thing, but the part about him feeling comfortable and him, you know, him. Uh, having fun good okay i'm glad okay break down to me what looked different okay so the first play of the game his first play of the game now granted he had a little bit more i think there was only maybe um three receivers in the route uh you know he drops back and he kind of it was a little bit of a longer developing play and he didn't freak out he just kind of sat there and Waited for the waited for the receiver to open up over the middle, the tight end over the middle, and he just stood in and delivered it, you know, with a little zip right across the middle. Um, there was only really one time that I felt like he there's only one time that I felt like he maybe he he exited backwards or exited to his right or his left. A lot of the other times it seemed like he stepped up, he would step up and, and leave and and if he exited the pocket, it would be that way, which is a big improvement because the knock was always he'd either run directly left or directly right. And um, But even the one time that I think it was, you know, early in the game, or maybe the first drive, it would have been a sack um, had he not done what he did and did the little spin move because Romello height just absolutely – Height train. Coasted <laughs> – coasted past um, – uh, gosh, I can't think of Broham. He coasted right past him. Um, but you know, who hasn't, you know, yeah, who hasn't done that? That's, um, get, get in line, but no, he, he just seemed, he just seemed more, 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 uh, more comfortable in the pocket. I think that's something they worked on. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the reason behind that he, he had a really good quote, a really a good quote in his, in the press conference afterwards. And I think, um, the first place I saw it was on 247 Sports, and and I think Ferg even talked about it in his podcast on Sunday. Uh, but 
he said that they were asking about the scheme and he said that it allows me to be in a position to make choices and stuff. It gives me a lot of reads and a lot of progressions. And so with that being said, I think it's easier to go through the progressions and make decisions just to put my guys in great situations. So what that means to me is that he's going to the line with options. He's going to the line able to look at the defense and understand what they're doing versus going to the line and saying, hey, we're about to run this play. And, and Harson talked di- about that a little bit. Harson yeah, talked and, about how Bo did a good job kind of checking into things, which is great. You haven't really heard that before. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of the play calls were called initially on purpose bad. To, to, to test se, him. Yeah. To test him. And, um, you know, we didn't really have a whole lot. I mean, you didn't really see a whole lot of, you know, negative plays. I don't like calling read option with a quarterback and two hand touch down in the, you know, down in the red zone. I, I also don't think they the were bigger. all read options. Yeah. That was probably the bigger, the, the biggest negative play he had, but I mean, it was just, you know, it was kind of a, like I said, kind of a read option, two hand touch. So yeah. that was no big deal. It's so hard to tell uh, what's a read and what's not like, I, I don't want right. to like say that that was a bad decision by Bo. Right, right, right. But even if it was, even if it was sure. a good decision, I mean, it's only it's two hand touch. So like he's got to do something to create an alley. But so I wasn't really worried about that. He, but uh, you know, that just kind of goes to speak. That speaks to what you know. I've kind of talked about ever since I've been you know been on this show that you know if you give a kid, if you teach a kid why the play works the way it works and wh- and how to attack the defense with the play versus hey you're just going to run this play and this guy's going to be open and you don't give him any theory or reasoning as to why that works, why that receiver is going to be open. It makes things to where when things don't go exactly how that play is supposed to work out, it kind of, it kind of puts, puts you in more of a bind because you don't really know why. Okay. Why is that? Is it because the, the safety's doing something that I didn't know they were doing, or court, the, are they running zone versus man, or are they dropping the court? You, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. this this that that statement right there seems it speaks so it's it's it cannot be emphasized enough. Like that statement right there just just really shines a light onto where where he was and where he's going, and um, I'm I'm. You know, like I said, I, I'm I'm very excited. It's really fun to watch him go under center and drop back and run the play fake after you know Sean or or Tank just gashed you know just gashes you for five or six yards and then he can go run the same look and then roll out and and play fake it on you and then just dump either dump it back off to a back or hit sure you know. Hit a wide receiver. I mean, that's just so much fun. That's yeah. so much fun. No, to see. and in the past, like that setup stuff was there. <laughs> you just never saw it. So I think, right. uh, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I agree with you. But man, I mean, to all the folks that said it, like it wasn't going to be Bo Nix, like Bo Nix wasn't going to be the starter. I'd love to talk to those people now because, like Grant Loy and D Davis, like. I think D. Davis can get there, but man, they are not anywhere close right now. No, poor. I feel um, Grant Lloyd's just—he just not it. Um, I think D. will eventually be second team, but we got to pump. There's there's some folks we got to pump the brakes a little bit on D. Davis. I mean, 
the big play where he threw, you know, he had the long pass. I mean, let's re- like really think about that play. There was two receivers in the route. They had they literally kept everybody in to block. So he ran a little play fake, and he had eight guys blocking for him. And he threw it to one receiver who had a walk on covering him. And he threw a great pass, but like let's just let's calm let's calm it down. Let's let him, you know, let him be, let him grow, let him learn. Uh, you know, his other completion was a check down, which is I'm just happy to see check downs. And then he almost threw a pick six. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like let's just let's just let's just chill out a little bit on D. He's way smaller than I thought, especially on at least on TV. Yeah, what um, happened to the thick Marshall stuff? Yeah, he's he's thick down low. I think. Oh, he's he's, he's wow. more thick down low. He's okay. got you know, yeah, so sure. He, but he did he did look small. He did look small. He did look quick though. So there's still definitely something there. But like, there, there's no doubt. No, I mean, you like, can definitely tell he's strong. I mean, I, I'm yeah. there with you. And I mean, you know, it, it, Keith Debrew, I think is the best recruiting guy in the biz. I mean, he was talking about on the show before, like. D. Davis, like, he's not a day one college passer. Like, we all knew this. We all knew this going into it. And, in fact, I think you can make the argument that what you saw was maybe better than what we should have expected. So, we're we're just a year or two off with D. Davis. And I think if Bo stays for, you know, all five years now that he's eligible to do so, and then D. Davis comes in, like, that'd be his third season, I think the timing there actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and remember he should be he should have been at prom this weekend. You know, he's here early. So he, he came in January. He's still, you know, he's still pretty pretty fresh. So but he, he, he could be fun. He could be fun um later on down the road. Um I I think the battle between him and you know, if if Gariner holds on and ends up signing with us, I think that could be a fun battle to watch down the road. I, but I think like, I saw that Gariner no, I mean, was there on Saturday. He was, he was, but I just don't think anybody that's like rational, you can watch that and come out of the, come out and thinking that Bo's not literally does not give you the best chance to win. Yeah. I don't think yeah. anybody yeah. rational can say that. Yeah, there's no question. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and uh, of course the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Tons of stuff to bet on, lots of uh, lines and prop bets. For the NFL draft, if that interests you, some uh, potential easy money with some of those early picks. So they've got you covered with everything. News, sports, scores, odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So get uh, to betonline.ag right now. Make that free account, and when you make your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final few minutes of this Charlie Tuesday. These always fly by, my friend. We've talked pretty much solely just offense. Let's, uh, let's turn to the defense. I was blown away by how comfortable they were. Yesterday, Lindsay and I spent a lot of time talking about guys that stood out to us. Uh, that was Chandler Wooten. 
uh, for me. He said Kamal Haddon, which is interesting, but uh, I definitely agree. Outside of those two guys, anybody else stand out on the defensive side of the ball? So I was looking for what I call, and I'm going to steal something from Marcellus Wiley, I was looking for dat dudes. You know what that means? It's not It's not necessarily like you're All-American. It's not your most popular player. It's, it's, you watch a play and you, man, you go, man, who is that dude? Okay. And, and I picked out a few that I was just like, man, I had to look up who this was because he just jumped out at me. And my first guy to me was uh, is it? It's Chris Thompson Jr. Mm-hmm. Num- he was wearing number five, and he is he looks the size already of a Jamie Sherwood. He's he's big. He was all over the place. He is he fast. that big? He's, he's not that he big. Looked, he he looked big. I'll, okay. I'll have to look up his 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 his, his total measurables, but he's every bit as tall, and he he just looked he looked massive yep. as a safety. Uh, he jumped out at me. Um, Lee Hunter, who made a big, big stop on uh, on Tank on I think it was on fourth. Is either a third down or a fourth down. Mm-hmm. He just blew blew up the interior and made the play. Um, and he's absolutely massive. If he can get you know his conditioning down and be able to you know play multiple snaps, he's going to be he's going to be a star for a long time. And then I also had Kamal Hayden. Um, he, He's a guy that just flashed in coverage, made some plays um, several times, and I was like, "Man, who is that dude? I got to look him up." And sure enough, Kamal Hayden, and that's one of the ones that you and I talked about uh, early, you know, early in spring that we keep hearing his name pop up. And so those are some guys that maybe aren't necessarily going to be starters moving forward, but guys that just flashed. Um, to where you're like, man, I got to look up that number and see who that is. So the uh, quarterback situation, and like obviously, Dreshawn Miller's not even here yet. Like the cornerback room is amazing. Like it is wild. It, is. it really is. It, it it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. They just have so many options. They have so many different things they can do. And and the good thing is, we're going to see so many different types of offenses that we're going to have the personnel to be able to handle all of it if, yeah. that, if that makes sense there's not really we're not going to be really short handed when we get to the the maybe some of the heavier running teams you know maybe the more you know pulled in tight type offenses and we're not going to be at a disadvantage when we play the more spread out type teams so there's just a lot a lot of athletes in the back in the defensive backfield yeah and it's you my, my biggest thing is pass there. rush i mean what what pass yeah. rush is going to be my biggest question and I honestly, I kind of have faith that somebody's going to emerge in all of this. So it's a question, but I think they will have an answer for it. Sure, and I think you know scheme is going to play a lot into into pass rush and the way that the different formations that we can throw at them and bring pressure from different areas. It may not necessarily be just one guy. I think our pass rush is going to be a function of this defense more so than just having that one stud guy that. You know that Jeff Holland that mm-hmm. can just—he's he, going to beat that. He's going to beat that guy. You know, seven, eight times out of ten. Um, I think. I think you're going to see people coming from all different areas making making plays in this defense and, and getting after the getting after the quarterback. You want to take us through what happened Thursday? Oh uh, well. So for those that don't know, I played in the uh, Barstool Classic qualifier. 
and um, probably had the highlight of my sporting career. But as far as the tournament goes, we did not make the cut. We uh, started off slow, made a little charge, and then we just couldn't make we couldn't get putts to fall at the end to qualify for Pinehurst. But um, I'm not typically known as a very decent putter, uh-huh. but for whatever reason. Daddy had it rolling on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the – they do a putting contest, and the first putt to kind of get into it was a, like a 20-foot right-to-left swinger, draw, jarred it, and then got to go to a putt-off, and there was seven guys, and he, we did this. It was a little bit of a shorter putt, jarred it, two people missed, so we go to five. And uh, you'll see I tweeted it out. Um, yeah, we tweeted it, was on it from, Bar- uh, from yeah. Locked on Auburn, too. Yeah, it was on Barstool Sports uh, Twitter. It was on their Instagram story. It was pretty pretty crazy. But uh, so five guys, I just happened to be fifth. The four guys miss it in front of me, and then I just poured it right in the heart again. <laughs> and then uh, – kind of walked it off there with some I had some liquid courage but I've never walked, thought you were cooler than in that moment where before it <laughs> fell you just walked away with your fist in the air I just oh yeah I mean you've never been a cooler person and then in that moment yeah it's like Riggs said that was a very aggressive walk off <laughs> <laughs> which is a great which is a great description I don't know man I just I was it was in the zone. Oh, good for you, man. Good for you. But it was fun. And was I love fun. it, it, it when, when you stepped up, everyone was like, do it for Auburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a couple of – it was pretty cool. There was a couple of guys there from – there were seniors at Auburn, and there was a couple of folks from other SEC uh, other SEC schools and other SEC areas. So I don't really know how I got to talk – I got – I don't really know how that got around so much that I was, you know, from Auburn, but – uh yeah, man, they got they got fired up. They were cheering for Auburn. Um, a couple of expletives in the crowd, and then sure, yeah, <laughs> towards towards Alabama. Towards Alabama, it was, so it's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it was cool. It was yeah. it was okay. Well, uh, but yeah, it was fun, buddy. Where can people? I'll, uh, yes, I was just hoping. I was hoping I could bring it bring it home for locked on, but you know we fell a little short. Uh, I'm just glad you got some cheddar. That's great. Good for you, brother. <laughs> um, all right, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. You can find me on the bunker, auburnsports.com, or the body get aboard at auburn247sports. That's Charlie Five, another Charlie Tuesday in the book. Stay tuned for more tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.